Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa dear brothers and sisters. Have you ever noticed how when it comes to rulings of Islam and especially fasting, we have a bunch of questions and it's very, very important that we get these answered in, in a knowledgeable fashion. The worst thing that we can do is end up googling answers and then we're trying to put our own explanation behind them and the problem with that is you make the rulings up according to your convenience or what works for you and if everybody did that the deen would not have got to us 1400 years ago after Muhammad sallallahu if everyone kept changing it to their convenience or their work balance or their preferences so it's very very important that we get questions and answers uh, or we get answers to our questions so this session here is just a combination of questions and them getting answered by our resident scholar Mufti Shabazz and inshallah it'll be very beneficial hopefully your question is answered here or that you can see a previous question that you've been thinking about uh, and it puts your, your mind at rest so we'll roll the intro and inshallah enjoy this episode so the big question is this how do Muslims like us who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions. How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Philosophical fasting. So I'm just going to be sharing uh, questions that have been, well, some of the questions, I won't be able to cover every, but some of the questions that have been asked with regards to uh, moon sighting and so on first. So, first question was asked that, you know, when we don't see the um, moon in this country, so then uh, what's the ruling? <coughs> Can we take um, news from another country and so on <coughs> so okay and then there's a whole criteria for that how to take for that news to be valid you have to go through a, a there's a procedure a person has to follow but here the, the the question is actually being asked about so just say we we've taken the news of moon sighting from such a country that their maghrib is two hours prior to our maghrib time now is it okay for us to announce our um, our decision before our maghrib time so then the reply to this is that it's not suitable to do so even though um, in certain uh, situations we are not able to sight the moon here uh, we should still endeavor to try to sight at the time of maghrib and then whatever our agreement is and our decision uh, on the criteria then we make announcement after Maghrib. <clears throat> so we should uh, we should try to respect this teaching of Islam and our deeds. Okay. Uh, so okay, about with regards to sighting the moon. Now, can it be sighted any time between Maghrib and Fajr, or does it, or does it have to be at the time of sunset, <clears throat> seeing the moon at the time of sunset? So with regards to this, <clears throat> it's got to do with. Uh, time of sunset at the time of sunset we should be able to see the moon then if we are able to observe the moon 
that would be classified as the starting of a new lunar month and then uh, the commandments follow. <coughs> this was another scenario for a family in Glasgow. So Sha'ban, the month before Ramadan, they completed Glasgow, completed 30 days. This was maybe in one of the years. They completed 30 days, but this one family that resided there thought that the 30th day was actually the first of Ramadan. And, they, <coughs> they, and so the criteria that Glasgow City were actually following was different. And according to that, Sha'ban had 30 days. But by following another criteria, <coughs> that 30th day was actually um, the first of Ramadan. But since the whole Glasgow was together and they following one criteria, so what would this one day's fast be classified? Was it be optional or would it be counted towards Ramadan? When the whole other, the, the entire city is doing um, um, different to their practice. So saying yes, this day would be classified as an optional fast. It was wrong to fast for them on such a day. Okay, because this day is classified as Yom Shak, a doubtful day, you know, meant to fast on this day, and it's disliked to fast. This won't be classified as a fast of Ramadan. So that was just a few questions about <coughs> moon sighting. There's another one with regards to the criteria and all that to follow, um, and Saudi Arabia and so on. But that's, uh, not, that's not of great uh, need at the moment and time. But yes, we should try our best. The correct method. Um, we shouldn't forget is try to observe the moon, uh, the moon ourselves yeah and <clears throat> alhamdulillah there are some brothers up and down the country there they strive to do so alhamdulillah <clears throat> and uh, so we, this is our goal should be to try to work with them and uh, try to observe the moon ourselves so that we don't forget the actual method of sharia <clears throat> and not to forget the method of sharia and not just to sit on the TV channel and see what's being announced there. Now, uh, this mentioned, mentioned the, those things that can invalidate the fast or which are disliked for a fasting person. So the first question is about a sister who were, she was going through her days of impurity. Now, whilst during the day, during the day when everyone else is fasting, she, she turns to be she's now clean from her impurity for the remaining days can she eat and drink the, the ruling for her is that um, no now she needs to resemble the fasting people even though it won't be counted as a fast because at the beginning it won't take it won't count as a fast for her but out of respect for the fasting people and that respect for Ramadan she will refrain from eating and drinking and she will resemble those who are fasting it won't count towards the fast because at the time of Subha Sadiq, that's what matters. So she was in a state when uh, f she wasn't to fast that day. So that's why it won't count. But during the day she became uh, clean. <clears throat> now she, for the remaining day she needs to resemble the fasting people. <clears throat> if it's the opposite situation, brothers. So she kept the fast in the morning. She was clean. But during the day now, uh, the impurity starts. What can what does she do for the remaining day? Now for the now since that fast is broken, she can eat and drink till evening is fine, but obviously not in front of other family members and so on, making it obvious. Uh, but uh, it's still better if they can refrain, then that's fine. But if they won't be, uh, they won't be doing anything wrong uh, if they eat. Whereas in the scenario before this, 
uh, it was necessary. It's must for them that they resemble the fasting people. So, okay, someone asked a question that um, a person had a bleeding gum and uh, they swallowed the blood. Now, would this break the fast? The ruling is yes, it will break the fast. So a person later on, uh, so what does he do? This person will still have to refrain from eating, drinking from the ref for the rest of the day, but um, it won't count towards his fast. So he'll have to do qadha of this sometime after Eid. Someone else asked a question about um, steam, inhaling steam whilst fasting. Is that permissible? And now inhaling steam in such a way that you feel the steam in your throat. <clears throat> Would this break the fast? Then the answer was yes, this will break the fast because of course it's all it's just water isn't it and it's more or less that we've got water in our throat and throat is one of those main channels to get um, food or drink down to our stomach hence why whatever goes into this channel will invalidate the fast uh, the question another question was about vomiting so if a person has vomited full mouth would this uh, break the fast so then it says, look, if if the vomit came itself, he didn't force it out by putting his fingers in whatever. If it came itself, then it will not break the fast. As long as he hasn't swallowed any bit of it. If he deliberately swallows some of it, then that will break the fast. And if he forces the vomit out, that will break the fast as well. Okay, there's a question about a sister. She was making up for the missed fast of Ramadan. So she was doing qada of our actual um, fast of Ramadan. And then she became extremely thirsty due to which she drank water and broke her fast. The question was, now does she do just the qada of this fast or does she give kafara of this as well? And whether she will be sinful or not. Now, kafara, my brothers, if a person <coughs> deliberately breaks a fast from Ramadan, he's fasting, he deliberately eats or drinks. Now, <coughs> he becomes sinful, not just sinful. He makes up for that one day fast. But the kafara, the penalty for this is he has to fast continuously for 60 days. To the extent that if he reaches the 58th day and he misses out of fast, he needs to restart the cycle again. So that's how serious it is to maintain our fast. So here is saying that uh, in this current situation, in this situation, um, she will just have to do qadha of it because she was doing, she was, it was already a missed, uh, she was already, she was making up for a missed fast. So it was a qadha fast. It wasn't during the days of Ramadan. So there will be no kafara upon her. But if she was that thirsty that if she didn't drink, it would um, uh, either be life-threatening or it will affect her mentally then this excuse is such that it was valid for her to break her fast. If the thirst wasn't to this level, then she will be sinful for breaking the fast. <clears throat> um, so basically, unbearable condition situation is going to make you, you your health condition go worse. Then, <clears throat> fair enough, a person may break it um, in that with that condition because of that health condition. Um, with regards to taking an inhaler during fasting, so they say that the experts of this field, they say that uh, with each spray of the inhaler, there is uh, particles of um, medicine which goes to the throat. 
and since it goes to the throat um, this will then break the fast um, so taking an inhaler will break the fast and of course if it's due to health conditions and also a person has to take it he shouldn't <clears throat> some people uh, you know so concerned about the they, they don't balance it out Allah Ta'ala says if you're ill then you postpone your fast okay so this person is having to take it and he says by not taking it his health will worsen then he should take it and not worry about his fast he won't be sinful in this condition because this condition is from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala just make up for it in smaller days or later on Okay, uh, maybe one more question. They're saying that this person asked a question that they apply, he needs to apply cream in the nostrils to remove some kind of dryness or something. It doesn't have any fragrance to it and neither does it go up the nose. Would this break the fast? So such um such a uh, such a cream which doesn't have no smell to it and it doesn't the particles of it will not go up the nose channel down to the throat then it won't break the fast <coughs> okay uh, toothpaste <laughs> would toothpaste uh, break the fast or not so they said without um, without any valid reason um, if a person uses it, it would be disliked what valid reason would be like some people um, sometimes it happens that um, they have this part of naturally this is have that uh, the they may have a uh, unpleasant breath smell <clears throat> and so so that's a ruzr so if to without that is makruz just like naturally because of fasting then a person should try to refrain from using it but however if you use it in such a manner that some parts of it goes down the throat then that will break the fast so it's a risky area to hear me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability uh, and the true understanding of this. If you're enjoying this podcast and we have one very special request, could you please like and leave a review for this podcast, whatever you're listening to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, web browser, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're listening to it. If you're enjoying this, please leave us a review. It really helps us spread the message and it helps more than you can imagine. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.